Hey you, my entrepreneurial friend. Of 10 years of running my coaching business, I am going to finally teach business. And of course, I'm going to teach business with human design. Because the thing that I've discovered over the last decade is that the way everyone else taught me to run a business didn't freaking work for me. So over this last decade, to create a multiple seven-figure business, I've broken all the rules. I have done everything my way. I have looked experts in the face and downright said no, all to create something I love with greater ease and flow that literally is changing the world. And the best part is it doesn't feel like work at all. It feels like I get to hang out with my best friends and I am having a huge impact on the planet at the same time. So if you own a business that you want to finally maybe start, grow, or even scale, then come and join me on the 9th of May to discover how your human design can create the most beautiful, authentic success for you. For all the details, follow the link in the show notes. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Human Design Podcast with me, your host, Emma Dunwoody. I'm a qualified master coach and human behavior specialist, as well as being a qualified human design coach. And I work with clients every single day to answer the big questions. Who am I? Why am I here? And what is my purpose? I also assist them to transition from the person they think they should be to the person they really are on the inside. I teach people how to actually live their design instead of just knowing it. And if this is something that you want to do too, well, stay tuned or reach out for private coaching or human design unpacks where I show you exactly how to live your design. Hey, hey, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Human Design Podcast. Before we get into today's episode, I want to share something really amazing with you. And it's actually one of our new Millions of Millionaires sponsors. So to introduce this body graph chart software that we've been using, that's been mind blowing. So I want to welcome the amazing um, Taylor Dyson, who is my incredible operations manager. Welcome along, Taylor. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to have you here. This is actually um, something that we implemented when? Um, April. Yeah. And we were just trialing it out because they'd reached out to us um, in regards to sponsoring the podcast or something like that, wasn't it? And so it kind of wasn't Mm -hmm. even on our radar and we tried it out and we had such low expectations. And then what happened? Well, I remember sending you a message going, Emma, why are we not using this? Because I was mind blown. You know, we get a lot of requests for stuff like that. And, you know, there's new softwares all the time. And I clicked on it, like you said, with very low expectations. And I started looking through what they can do. And I had, I got so excited. You know, the MG in me was like, oh my God, we have to use this. And I saw the potential of it and it has delivered more than expected. It's really awesome. Amazing. Now, before we get into the actual numbers, because I know um, numbers with Taylor is a thing in our business. She loves to share all the all the numbers. Let's just tell the listeners exactly who it's for and what it is. Yeah. So it's a great tool for anyone who uses human design in their business. So if you're a human design reader, a human design coach, or just someone who uses human design in your business, if you, you know, 
incorporated into whatever you do. It's a way for you to embed an actual human design chart tool into your website. So, you know, if you want someone to get their human design chart, you probably send them to an outside platform somewhere, you know, oh, go to this website, put in your details and get your chart, whatever that platform might be. There's a couple big ones. And what's cool about this is that it allows you to put that tool on your own website and it's yours. So when someone comes and, you know, puts their information into your website, they get their chart and then you can hook up, hook it up to your email list, to your newsletter. You can have it linked to your own content. You can customize the reports afterwards that they get, you know, so it's your own descriptions of what, you know, this type is or this profile. So that's kind of what it is. Oh my God, I love it. And it's so cool because I actually remember when Jenna Zoe, because it must be the same software that Jenna Zoe used and before anyone else. Yeah, right. And I was always like, wow, her chart looks so beautiful and it's on her website. That's so cool. So yeah, when we started using it, I was like, this is beautiful. I'm really excited that we can do it. But let's talk hard numbers. Like we have had some serious success with this, um, just adding this to our business. So tell everyone a little bit about the growth that we've experienced through using this. Yeah. So since implementing it into our website in April, there have been over 4,000 people that have downloaded their chart through the website. And that's unique. That's not, um, you know, someone who does it twice because a lot of people will go back because they won't download the PDF or something, or they lost it or misplaced it. That's unique um, chart downloads. So it's even more for double for people doing it twice. Um, and it's been really amazing. It's more than tripled the size of the email list. And, you know, you can set up you know, sequences afterwards for people to, um, you know, give them more information and keep everything in-house. Yeah. And because one of the really big things for us is obviously human design made simple. So it gives us the opportunity to um, give our way of teaching human design directly to the people who want it. And I love that. I love that every single person that wants to get their chart, that downloads it, we can then support them on their journey straight away, which is of course what you set up because you're amazing to make sure that not only do they get their chart, but they also get this support, free content support that helps them as they're you know, new to human design and on their journey. So beautiful. So how do people access this? What's it, what's it called? And I know that there's a benefit for listeners of the podcast. Yes. So you can go to the link in the show notes, or you can go to bodygraphchart.com. And they have been kind enough to give the listeners of the human design podcast, a 50% off discount for 12 months, which is huge because it's already inexpensive to begin with. Um, and then the 50% discount is going to put it at $25 a month. That's in us dollars. So wherever you are in the world, it'll be, you know, a little bit different, but, um, 50% off for 12 months. And the code is human design podcast. And we'll put that in the show notes too, for everyone. And one of the other things I want to say, that's really cool about this chart tool is that, it's 100% customizable and it actually gives Chiron and the four arrows, which is what a lot of chart tools don't do that. So that's one thing that a lot of people are drawn to when they go to get our chart from our website is, oh, I can get the arrows because of it or my Chiron gates. I love that. It's so cool. So check out the show notes, people get on it because really it is such a powerful and as Taylor says, inexpensive tool, like it paid for itself in the first two days. I seem to remember or first day I seem to remember. So it's so valuable. Um, and it gives you the opportunity to really build your brand and your communication with your clients. So thank you. Go check it out.
Hey, hey, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast. I am super excited to share with you the next um, episode, if you like, in the series of line or profile lines. Um, Today, we're going to look at the second profile line, the hermit, which I'm super excited about. And remember that if you love what you hear here, then this is just a tiny piece of what happens inside HDX. It's like hours. We have two hours of a panel of anywhere up to 10 people, all different types, all different profiles talking about their experience. So if you like this, go check that out. So welcome, ladies. I'm so excited to have you both here. Um, Let's kick off by just if you'd like to introduce yourself and let everyone know your type, your authority, and of course, your profile. Tish, do you want to kick off? Sure. Hi, my name is Tish Bell, and I'm a 6'2 emo manifesting generator. I love it. Thank you, and welcome. Um, whereabouts in the world are you are you living, Tish? Let our audience know. Yeah, I'm in Canada, in Alberta. We've got a beautiful farm here, and lots of animals and gardens and whatnot. So I'm in the thick of it this uh, this time of year for sure, as we're in harvest season here. Oh, amazing, amazing, so exciting. Um, and Bree, do you want to introduce yourself? Tell everyone your type, your authority, your profile, and a little bit about you. Where are you in the world? Um, uh, my name's Bree, and um, I'm in Sunbury, just outside of Melbourne in Australia. Um, it's a beautiful day here, which is nice to see the weather finally starting to turn. Um, I am a 2 4 sacral generator. Yeah. So excited. Thanks, Bree. Um, it's so crazy. You know, I used to live, I would say, like 30 minutes from you, Bree. Yeah. I literally used to do my supermarket shopping in Sunbury. Like, yeah. So crazy. <laughs> um, so thanks, ladies, for joining us today. Um, we want to talk a little bit about being this line two. I know uh my experience with doing the line two panel in HDX, there was a lot of things in there that um, really changed the way I look at a line too, you know. Um, one of the things specifically, you know, we talk about the hermit, we talk about the the gifted child a lot, but one of the things I, I did hear that was quite different is this, this natural talent, this natural um, effortless ease that, that lives with inside you. However, there also sends, tends to be this conditioning of you guys being like either um, – you know, it, you noticing it makes other people uncomfortable that things come easy to you or um, you don't, you know, you don't value it, even though if it comes easy. So I'd love to sort of hear your experience with that. Uh, Tish, do you want to kick off? Sure. Yeah. I, well, because my line two is unconscious, I think I'm just sort of stepping into the full power of that now. I just turned 44. And so I'm really feeling into the natural talents that are really invested inside my body. And so it, it, my talents seem to revolve around things like gardening, dancing, um, gracefulness, all of those things, guiding people, saying the right words, the right things that need to be said when they need to be said, that sort of thing. And I'm just so thankful when people are able to call me out on those things, because before I just didn't see them when I was younger at all. And now it's just um, such a, a blessed thing when people do say, hey, you know, you're really good at this and you should go down that path. But when I was younger, I found myself comparing myself a lot to other people. And I find that um, line twos can do that to a detriment um, to themselves. Um, 
So those are some of the things that I've noticed with Align too. I call it the dancer. And I know that in, in the gene keys, they call it the dancer. And I've always felt like I've, I'm a dancer. And when I was younger, I was in dance, but it was the people, um, there were others that were always better than me, it seemed, at dancing. And I think the reason was, is because they were following the steps and doing what they were told, where I'm a dancer that I just have to feel the music and do what I need to do and express how I need to do it. And I'm a completely different dancer that way. So mm. I, I wasn't one of those kids that was getting all the awards and accolades as a good quote unquote dancer. But if I was able to just express and do it in a way that was natural to me, it was a completely different ball game. I love that. And we're going to talk about that, the doing it your own way, because I think this is one of the other really pivotal points. But I want to go to you now, uh, Bree, and I want you to just talk a little bit about um, that experience of, of things that are easy. And it's not to say everything in life is easy. It just means that there's these things for you that come more easily. Um, and yours is a conscious line too. So do you want to talk a little bit to that? Yeah, sure. Um, I think I like I've always just been... My line two shows up in like hands-on creation of things. Like I've always just naturally been drawn to doing those sorts of things. So whether it's it's drawing, it's painting, it's just crafting, all of those sorts of hands-on kinesthetic type of things, I've always just naturally like picked it up. Um, but like Tish was saying, like people would say, oh, you're really good at this. Like um, you should keep going with it. But I would also compare myself to other people quite a lot. And I'd be like, well, yeah, I'm okay, but, you know, this person's better. Um, mm -hmm. So I would do that a lot as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. I love that. And and I think that, that that's what's really interesting. And it leads me into this, this next piece. And it, I love what you've both said, you know, like this physical, either feeling it in the body or being quite kinesthetic. Um, and I just reflect instantly, I've got two line twos in my family. So Justin's a six, two, and my youngest Oscar is a two, four. And it's crazy, like just watching them. I've, I've told a lot of people, uh, especially within HDX, but I'm sure that listeners have also heard like, we actually bought Oscar a piano for his birthday, but we didn't get him piano lessons. We actually just let him, you know, choose the app that he wanted to learn from. And literally he just goes off, learns it. You know, Justin's like, mm, I don't think your fingers are right. And I'm like, shh, shh, don't say that. Like, just let's do the experiment. Let's see if he can do it his own way. And I know that it's really interesting parenting a line too. I'm very grateful that I know this whole, you know, let it do, let him do things his own way because I know that it was really challenging. We even used to call him like when he was little, um, we used to call him commander my way because there was no way he was going to do things the way we told him to do them. So I'd really love to talk about this because being aligned to how your natural talents really come to shine is actually in this place of being able to do it your own way. So do you want to talk a little bit to, to that and how you found maybe as a kid, like, was it challenging that you were going to have to, that, that, you know, you were trying to be, or at least people were trying to get you to do it their way. Um, and maybe as an adult, like, how does that play out now? And, and how's life changed since you've come to human design and you've kind of given yourself a little bit more permission? Um, Tish, do you want to tell us a little bit about that journey? 
Well, I think when I was younger, yeah, school was a challenge in many ways for me because school is very rigid and structured and this is how it has to be and this is how you have to learn. And that necessarily wasn't the best option for me. So I found that I thrived when I was able to be very hands-on with something and figure out the, the nuts and the bolts, but incorporate my own sort of style into it. And how that sort of incorporates into my adult life is like when I, I sort of transition in, uh, into cooking, um, it wasn't something that I really thought I was any good at, but when I had a family and had to start cooking. I just dove right in and I will now look at a recipe as a suggestion because I'm not going to follow the, the recipe to the T when I do that, it turns out shit. Like it really mm. does. If I, if I just feel into the recipe and go, okay, if I add this, or if I tweak that, i um, throw in some of this, it usually turns out really good. But if, like I said, was to, to follow what the people are telling me to do in this recipe, it just does not turn out. So I, I have to rely on that intuition almost that naturally comes with a line too, mm -hmm. and just really trust it. It just comes with a lot of trust. And that's the magic of a line too, I think, is that they have to take the direction from, from people, but it's not all from the other. They have to ingest it and then make their own witch's brew to, to speak and create something of their own. Mm, I love that and totally resonate. I see it even in Just. So Justin actually has, um, he has a, a little chocolate business on the side and it's something that he just started doing because he enjoyed doing it. Um, and now it's thriving and he's kind of like, I don't even know. I like, I said tensions, you know, he's very meticulous about the way he does everything, but it's just beautiful to, to watch it effortlessly come to life. And people will give him it like tips and he'll be like, oh, no, that won't work. You know, it's just like that, that sort of innate confidence within him. So I love that. Bree, do you want to talk a little bit about this being aligned to having to do things your own way, maybe the challenges when you were younger and how you work with it in a really resourceful way now that you've um, been running your experiment for a while? Um, yeah, definitely thinking back to school, um, I found like the, the structure and the rigidness of school um, challenging um, because I just wanted to do things my own way. And I remember um, when I first started school, I always wanted to go back to like kindergarten where I was able to like just play and do move from whatever I wanted um, and wherever my interest was taking me, whereas when I went to school, it was like, now we do this and now we do this and this do it this way. And I remember not liking that very much at all. Um, and, yeah, the line two and also defined will centre. So I guess it's like <laughs> yeah. a bit of, bit of stubbornness in there. Yeah. Um, but as an adult, I actually, well, I was a teacher for a long time. Um, so somewhere along the line, I kind of got comfortable with that system and being told, you know, this is the structure, this is how we do it. Um, but I would always take that information and make it my own. I couldn't mm. just follow the rules that they had in the book um, because the same thing, like it just, I just couldn't make it work the way other people said to do it. So, and it would always turn out really well. Um, yeah. And then as I've moved on into like my creative career and painting, it's the same thing. Like if I try and follow any kind of steps or information, it just, it just, 
does not work. I have to follow that intuition and just allow whatever wants to come out to come out. Yeah. Mm. Oh my God, I love it. And I think you know, you know, maybe line twos are going to be, especially in the world that we live in at the moment, as this all of these structures and hierarchy and these things are falling apart, you know, this is really a massive time for those line twos to finally sort of throw off that conditioning if I have to do it this way and really start to trust that um, natural talent, that gifted child that lives within them. Um, I just want to touch on the one of the the, the obvious things I want to, uh, and that is this hermit piece, this being alone. Um, I, it's really interesting when we were on the panel, we sort of talked about it, and we talked like, yeah, we people need time to recharge, but it almost feels like, you know, with the knowledge, it's like the biggest thing, you know, being alone, and and that wasn't really what came out of the panel. What came out of the panel that was what I thought was really powerful is this doing it your own way um, and, um, you know, and a couple of other things. So I, what I want to talk to is like what feels true for you when it comes to being a hermit? Like how much time do you need to be on your own? How do you use that time on your own? And then how, how do you know it's time to come out of, you know, the hermit cave? Tish, would you like to go first? Yes, I feel that alone time is life for uh, a second line, un- unconscious anyway, because it just allows me that time to be with myself and to almost center myself and tap into my intuition before I step into a day. So that's why I love when I get the opportunity, when I set the intention in the morning to give myself that space before other people wake up in, in the household. So I can do my movement, connect to my body. I can do some breath work, which is so important for a second line to really breathe and be conscious in their body. And I've learned that time and time again. And so when I am setting myself up properly, the day just goes so much smoother. But if I'm behind the eight ball and running behind and I don't give myself that space, everything just feels rushed and it feels off. And then I can't be natural. I can't Mm. just be in, be myself. So it really is important. And I noticed it dramatically when it was COVID time and everyone's locked down in this tiny farmhouse that we have that I am so grateful for. But at the same time, I have these people all up in my face and they all want a piece of me. Mm. And so my, my four, six uh, Demi reflector was just reflecting it back right at me. Mm. And my one, three uh, generator was just all wanting to play and be a part of me, like right here all the time. My husband's like, Hey, bedroom eyes, giving me the old, let's say, <laughs> let's have another kid. And I'm like, no, there's no, no, I do not want that. I do not want another person taking my energy right now because I just need some space to breathe. And so when I give myself that space to breathe, I can really then tap into my talents and my interests and fill my own cup. And when I can then like fill others from the overflow. So it's so important for a line to, to 
be aware of that and integrate that because we can get run down so fast, even as generators, if we don't pay attention to what our bodies are telling us that we need that space and that time and that decompression. Because Mm -hmm. sometimes I like to dance by myself. Sometimes I like to dance with my select partners like you, 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 and you. Yep, let's go. Other times it's a big party. It's like a, it's a rave. Very, very exciting and super fun for a short period of time. And then I need to shut it all down and go back within. Mm, I love that. I love that. And I think it's this piece as well, like that every line two is so, um, there's one line two actually in all my time that I've come across. And when I first unpacked her chart, she was like, actually, she was on the panel. She was like, what? I'm allowed to have time on my own. Like this is something that's within me. And she lent so hard into her four because she's a two four that she never realized how much alone time meant to her. Um, and, you know, from that point, moment on, she started running this experiment and she's like, oh my God, I'm a completely different human by carving out that time. So I love that. So Brie, do you want to talk a little bit about the alone time, um, how you use it and yeah, how you know it's time to come out? Yeah, um, definitely um, over the past couple of years, I have also had that that time in lockdown and noticed that, you know, I'm not getting the alone time that I need um, and it was very draining on me. Um, but thinking back further than that, um, I think that I didn't give myself enough alone time and I actually struggled to have time by myself. I actually didn't enjoy my own company for a long time Mm. Um, but once I slowly started spending more and more time on my own then I noticed that I was starting to pick up the things that interest me again like coming back to my drawing coming back to my painting all of that was like on the back burner for such a long time because I just was not giving myself the time and the space to explore it in the way that I felt I wanted to Mm. Um, and then I realized that um, like I was actually feeling better within myself when I was starting to do that like I was feeling like a much more balanced human being rather than just feeling like I was like going from one person to the next just like serving them it's like serving everybody else before myself Um, So now I really put into practice. Um, I'm also like a slow mornings person. Like I like to take my morning slow, get up slow, have, you know, my breakfast and my coffee and just roll into my day nice and slow. And if if any of that's rushed, then I start to feel like a bit anxious and a bit things just don't go the way that I, like the day just doesn't roll. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Oh, I love that. And I so... I think this is, I have a, uh, is it a theory? Yeah, it's a theory. And it's something that, and I'm I'm curious because this friend of mine that I've referenced as well that kind of didn't even realise that, you know, she was allowed time alone. I And I see it actually in my son, who's a 2-4, that he always wants to be with other people. And one of the things we talk to him about is actually like you're going to thrive doing both, both, like being on your own, and being with other people. And I think one of the things that, um, especially when you throw the line four in, you know, there's that fear of either missing out or being rejected from the group or that there's something happening in the group that you're going to miss out on if you're not there. Um, So I do feel like that there is this part that the line two can sometimes be 
you know, suppressed or repressed. And I, the other piece that I'm really curious about, and in my experience with working with lots of people, I feel like that uh, because the line two is that energy that expresses outwardly, as opposed to goes in goes internal, that there's part of them in their shadow state that they're actually like, well, I don't want to be alone with my thoughts. You know, that's not my thing. Whereas a line one's going to be like, right, I need to be alone with my thoughts. Whereas the line two potentially goes, <laughs> nah, I don't want to look at that. Um, does that resonate with either of you, Tish? Do you want to go first? Yeah, I think the line two definitely has that finger pointing outward with the three pointing back at yourself sort of (laughs) thing where you really have to lean into that at some point of your Mm -hmm. life. And I I came up against that and I'm still sort of learning through that process where before in my relationships, being in a relationship is a big part of of line two. Often I would point the finger at somebody else. This is your fault. Why can't you do this? And really it's about owning your shit owning the amazing things that you have within you, the talents and owning the the things that aren't as amazing as well. And so um, I've bumped up against that and I, I see it in myself now more as I mature because before, like I said, I, I didn't see really myself in a very clear way at all, the good, the bad or the otherwise. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, that, that is definitely, one of the other parts of being aligned to, you know, like that expression outwardly. Um, and, you know, we talk about from a parenting point of view, if you've got a line to um, teaching them to put themselves in someone else's shoes, what else would they be feeling? What else could they be feeling? What else would be, could be going on? Um, because they just don't naturally sort of think that way. And um, yeah, I love that. So what I'm really curious about is there part of you that in the past was like afraid of being alone potentially because you didn't want to be with your own thoughts. Um, do you want to talk a little bit to that? Um, yeah, I just I just felt like really uncomfortable being on my own. I think that was because I did I did lean into my unconscious for a lot and want to be around people a lot of the time and I did feel like like I did have that um, fear of rejection and fear of being left out of a group or left behind, like those sorts of fears did come up a lot for me in the past. Um, but now, um, like I've noticed that if I embrace my two, then what I have to like bring back to the groups of people is actually much like more in depth and I have more to offer. Yeah. Um, rather than just like the surface level relationships and friendships and things that I had before. Mm. Uh, um, but I, I do have a lot of trouble like seeing myself. Um, I don't really know how I like impact other people. And I definitely like my husband reflects it back to me a lot that, you know, I'm pointing the finger outwards <laughs> quite a bit. Like, why can't you do this? You know, I can do this. Why can't you do this? Those sorts of things. So, Mm. yeah, definitely. And I didn't take that well in the past, whereas now I'm able to, like, take a breath and be like, oh, actually, yeah, okay, Mm. I'm pointing the finger at you when I actually should be looking at myself. Yeah. 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 I love that. And, you know, I think that this is the thing for the line too, which is such a, you know, if you're on a personal development journey out there and you're a line two, this is where you want to look. You want to look at where you are pointing the finger. I think it's hilarious in our family because Justin and Oscar just are like, it's you, it's you, it's you, it's you. And, and Cooper and I are just like, Jesus, 
can someone just, can you just stop and deal with it? You know, like just stop. Um, and I, and I think that this is, which is amazing, which is so beautiful. It gives that line too. like, there's so much natural talent within you. Um, but it is this, the, the more, you know, you, the more that natural talent can shine. And a large part of that journey is starting to realize that you are actually, um, you know, accusing or pointing the finger outwardly when it's this part of you that you're either accusing yourself of that or um, there's this part of you that needs some love and attention, maybe some integration of shadows some changing of behavior, that sort of thing. Um, But, yeah, I think that is really important to understand that oftentimes the line two doesn't see themselves very, very clearly. Um, Wow. Thanks, ladies. Uh, I'm going to leave it there. It's short and sweet, I know, but I feel like there's so much value in today's um, episode. So, Tish, thanks for being here. Thank Thank you you. so much, Bree, for being here. It's lovely to see you both again. Thank you, Emma. Oh, you're so welcome. Thanks, everyone, for um, being with us today to learn a little bit more about being aligned too. Um, As I said, if you want to learn more, you want to dive into this incredible experience that we have called the Human Design Experience, please check out the show notes. And, um, yeah, I look forward to seeing you there. It's a super fun place. Thanks, everyone, for listening, and I look forward to having you on the next podcast. Bye for now. Thanks everyone for being here all the way to the end of the podcast. I hope you got lots of value out of it. I certainly had a lot of fun doing it. Could I please ask that you share this podcast with friends if you found it valuable? And also, bonus points, could you leave a review for me as well on Apple? It would be greatly appreciated. If at any point you would like to be on the podcast or you've got questions that you'd like me to discuss on the podcast, by all means, get on my socials and DM me. Everything you need is there in the show notes. Have an awesome day. Bye for now.